Welcome to Calvary. It's good to have you here today. We, uh, we've enjoyed a wonderful ice, sleet, snow, cold wind today over the evening hours. And so it's a cho- frozen chosen are here today. Those who are faithful to come to the house of God. It's good to be in the warmth of God's presence. Housekeeping. This week is the week of prayer. And uh, we invite you at home to be praying with us. We'll be receiving, you'll be receiving an email uh, today and then each day. And we'll uh, send you a, just a little scripture verse and a little prayer each day to remind you to pray. And it's going to be out of Colossians chapter 3. And today I'm taking that as my text for my message. And uh, I just really recognize the fact that prayer is one of the greatest tools that God has given us, is to be able to pray and to seek God's face. And, and so we read the word and we pray the word. Uh, we open up all of God's resources, all of heaven's resources to come and bless us that we can be a blessing to others. And so Galatians chapter 3 is about uh, the rules for living a, a holy life. And uh, so it's the prayer emphasis is going to be about uh, our surrender to God and uh, our commitment to uh, live the life that God's called us to live. And so when we do that, life becomes a a greater, greater event. Also, for housekeeping uh, situations, we're we're in the remodel process of our large basement uh, kitchen facility, and there's stoves and microwaves that uh, are for purchase. Um, And we have excess pews that we're not using, a few deacon benches, that are available as well. And so uh, we want to make that available to you all. We'll be putting them out online uh, to, uh, to, just, to uh, sell, do whatever, so that we'll have space to do ministry. We're grateful for all those who have uh, been faithful in their tithes as we close out uh, 21 and come into 22. It's been a great, great year. And I'm so grateful for people who've been so faithful to pray for the church and to uh, give their finances and give their time. Uh, volunteers, we, we had a volunteer project this past week. Yes, in between Christmas and New Year's, we had people in the building doing some work, and it was just an awesome time to see people giving of their time and their talents to God. And the New Year's here. So don't feel left out. you got a whole year to give something of your gifts and talents to God, and uh, we challenge you with that. Colossians chapter 3, three things to do in 22, three things to do in 2022, and uh, that is to uh, put to death, uh, that there has to be a death in order for a growth to take place. When the seeds uh, go into the ground, the seed dies, and then it sprouts and becomes life. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, since then... You have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died. For you died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you also will appear with him in glory. Awesome scripture verse about putting our carnal flesh to death. We have that process of putting our carnal flesh to death, and we must 
find ourselves in the presence of God Almighty, realizing that God works in wonderful ways. And as we set our minds on things above, not on earthly things, we get so involved with all the activity of the day. We get involved with cleaning the house, keeping the car up, going to work, keeping the laundry going, just all the different things of going to school. We, we have a, a pattern we have to keep going whenever we're in routine. And for the last week, some folks have been out of routine. And uh, to be truthful, it's kind of been nice driving around the city with people being gone and being uh, on vacation. The traffic pattern has been uh, quiet uh, for the last couple of weeks. And so it, it's just it's fun to be in the presence of God and to know that God will give us the ability to focus on him rather than the things of this earth. And we spend a lot of time focusing on how to make life better. How, how can we obtain greater wealth? How can we get a better job? And all of those circumstances are important to us, but God has to become more important than the circumstances. Do I have an amen on that? God has to become more important than the circumstances. Amen. Amen. And amen. So how do we do that? Since you've been raised with Christ, Christ rose from the dead. He sits at the right hand of God the Father. When you're baptized in water by immersion, it's a symbolic symbol of being buried with Christ. And when you're buried with Christ, you're resurrected to new life. When you come out of that baptismal water, you're resurrected to new life. And so Christ is seated at the right hand of God the Father, and he intercedes for us who have been brought alive through Christ. We die to our carnal flesh. We die to those sins. We put those things down and we do not allow them to overpower us. The life and the changing power of the gospel. The gospel penetrates our life and it changes us. It, it demands a, a daily time of saying, God, I surrender. Daily time of, of recognizing that Christ has died for us in the past, but now he empowers us into a resurrected Jesus. His resurrection empowers us that we are resurrected because we are lifted, we are raised up with him, and we set our minds on the things that are above. When you recognize the fact that this is dress rehearsal for heaven, our time here on this earth is dress rehearsal for heaven, and it's the process of us growing in Christ today that we will spend eternity with him. Too often, people do everything in their power to make life so wonderful here and forget to realize that they are in preparation for heaven. And so the things we obtain here on this earth are to be blessings to others so that we can lead them to Christ. They, in turn, can come to Christ and they can get their focus on the Lord Jesus Christ 100% of the time and to know that we've been empowered by him to live the life. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. That is the exciting part of being raptured, the end of the age, whenever that's going to be, to appear with God because, appear with Jesus, because we have had that opportunity to come to know him. And that appearing means to, to uncover, to make visible, to make known the hidden things of God. And we're going to, people say, man, I'd just like to ask God, I think when we get to heaven, there's a new knowledge a new understanding, and I think all the questions will be put aside, and we'll just begin to rejoice in the Lord. 
and to know that God really, really cares for us. Put to death. Verse 5. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. God hates sin. Say it with me. God hates sin. His wrath comes upon sin. He hates sin. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourself of all such things as these. You've got to get rid of these things, okay? The power of God gives you the ability to do this. You break the generational curses on your life through the blood of Jesus Christ. And when you denounce anger, when you denounce rage and malice and slander and filthy language from your lips, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self and put with its practices and have put on the new self. It's taken off and putting on. Put to death. Therefore, put to death the members of the body. But then there also has to be the fact of, of uh, putting off. Verse 13 I'm going to get to that in just a moment. And having put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of the creator. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, or slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. You're taking off and you're putting on. You're taking off, taking off. Now, therefore, as yourselves are to put off these things, anger, There are times whenever things push us the wrong direction. Lack of sleep, lack of food, stress comes in and begins to work with your mind, causes you to have anxiety, causes you to be depressed, but it also can produce anger in your life. When you don't understand something, it can make you angry. When you don't see it from the other person's viewpoint, you can become angry. Rage, malice, slander, filthy language, all these things, we have to remove them from our life. It's the putting off, the putting off of the carnal flesh. And it takes effort to do that. It takes the power of God. It takes the word. It takes the anointing. It takes a, a, a determination that we are not going to continue to lose it. How many times have you recognized the fact that you've got to be prepared to know that you're not going to re react in anger and filthy language when something stupid happens? You've got to bring that under control before you get into the situation. So it's, it's, it's practice, 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 practicing the word, practicing prayer, and asking God to help you get involved in what's going on right now. Not allowing yourself to be uh, drawn in to the old man, the old carnal flesh, the old attitudes, 
that you once had. Jesus has come in. He's delivered you from that anxiety. He has delivered you from anger. And you say, well, how quick does that happen? Sometimes it's a lifetime. Sometimes it's a lifetime of working with God and Him delivering you. And it's a process of you yielding. For others, it's a month or two of just walking with God, saying, God, I've got to change, I've got to change, I've got to change. Holy Ghost, change me. Holy Spirit, change me. God, work in my life. Help me to get rid of these things. It's a process of life. And so we have to be uh, willing to help one another. Put on, therefore, renewed in knowledge of the image of the Creator. There is no Greek, no Gentile. There's no that All are the same in God's presence. You see, the beauty of this is, is that it doesn't matter the nationality. There's still anger issues. There's still filthy language. There's rage. There's malice. There's slander. All of these things happen, but Jesus is all and is in all. He empowers us to rise above the circumstances of life. He empowers us to say no to sin. Therefore, as God's chosen people, hold in dearly love, clothe yourself, put on. How do you do it? You read the word and you let it happen. You read your word and you let it happen. You begin to pray in compassion and you ask God to give you a kind spirit. You ask God to, that you might walk humbly before the Lord in gentleness and patience. Humility. How do, you, how do you come about building humility? As we do our week of prayer, someone asked me about fasting. Are we, are we promoting fasting? We're promoting prayer and as God directs you to fast. There are so many people nowadays that are in, involved in so many medications. I don't propose you to go out and fast whenever you're on medication unless you feel that it's okay with your doctor and you can handle the situation. Fasting and prayer is a humility process. See, when you bow a knee in, uh, at an altar to pray, it, the altar could be a chair in your front living room. It could be out in the garage. It could be anywhere where you kneel and pray. It's a, a humble spirit where you're saying, God, I kneel before you because you're God Almighty. I give you the honor. I, give you, I humble myself in your presence. Giving up food humbles yourself. You say, well, pastor, is food the only thing we can do for fasting? Whatever brings you great pleasure can be fasted. Now I'm getting in a really sticky place here. There's a football team called Kansas City Chiefs. What would happen if people would say, I'm going to fast an entire football game and I'm going to pray and seek God that the Kansas City Chiefs will win? No. <laughs> you see, it could be a bowling event where you're going to take that hour that you'd be bowling and you're going to spend it with God. It doesn't have to be food. Others will say, I'm going to fast all chocolate, all desserts. I'm just going to eat vegetables and fruit. That's a Daniel fast. The key to it is not so much what you are fasting, whether it's a football game, a soccer game, or, or time in the garage that you do nothing but fiddle with parts and stuff, and you, but you give that time to God. It's the heart issue. It's the hardest. Don't get me wrong. Physical 
fasting of food can help your body be healed and it can also offset the mental process of your brain and so it's important that you do everything in moderation and you do it as unto the lord it is a heart issue it's not necessarily the item that you're fasting but it's that heart issue i'm willing to give that up and i'm going to humble myself i'm going to humble myself and i'm going to be in god's presence i'm going to pray i'm going to seek his face and it's so important that we recognize that fasting and prayer are something that God can use in your life to help you become more disciplined and, and come into obedience. And so ask the Lord, Lord, is there something that I need to give up this week? And if it's one of your teenagers and you're thinking you need to give up get, taking a shower this week, that's probably not the thing to fast, okay? <laughs> but I know that some kids, that, 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 that it's last, last on their list to do. But... Uh, it's, it's neat to know that God can touch our hearts and help us to, to get close to him and surrender to him. New experiences. This guy wanted to do a new experience for the new year, and so he said, I'm going to volunteer with the fire department. And they said, well, that's fine, but we've got training days you need to go to, and you need to be involved in that. We have some classes, and You'll have to work through all that, and then when you get that accomplished, then you can ride the truck. And so he worked through all the training and did everything he could do to get prepared to be a volunteer fireman. The day came when they got on a live call, and he jumped in the truck. He had his equipment on, and, and he's going down the road, and he looks to the driver, and he says, uh, Don't you think you should pull over? And the driver looked at him like, Well, what do you mean? Well, I hear a siren. Normally you pull over for a siren. And the other fireman said, hey, guy, we're the siren. You know, he had been trained, but he hadn't had the experience of riding that truck, hearing the siren. But he had it ingrained in his mind that when you hear a siren, you pull to the side, let, let the fireman go by. For a moment, he had forgotten the fact that he was the fireman. He forgot the fact that he was in the truck. And I think there's times in our lives when we forget that we are the body of Christ. That God's presence rides with us. God is in us. And we are equipped. When we read the word, it's the training grounds for our daily life. When we pray, it's the trailing, training grounds for our daily life. And yes, there will be times that there will be alarms go off in your life. But you have the rock Jesus to be there with you. And over all these virtues, put on love. All these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. To know that gentleness and patience, bearing with one another, forgiving one another, whatever grievance, it doesn't matter what has been said or what has been done, but to forgive. Forgive, forgive. For, say that word with me. Forgive. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. When you came and said, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins, he came and ministered strength to your inner being. He gave you the ability to receive forgiveness. He forgave you and gave you a love. In all of these virtues, it's all about love. Being patient, being gentle, being kind. It's so important. We're living in a time when people are in a hurry. No matter where you're at, they're always in a hurry. And they're trying to get a lot accomplished. 
And so it's important that we do not get sucked in to that. I got to get there. I got to get there. I got to do this. I got to do that. But be kind to those around you and know that whenever you are kind, God will multiply your time and put you where you need to be on time. It's so important that we take time to honor God. Because you see, when you're doing these things, when you're acting out in kindness towards someone else, when you're being humble, when you're, when you're gentle, when you're patient with someone, you're doing it as unto the Lord. And you're blessing them and releasing them to receive from the Lord. And it's so important that we allow God to move in our lives. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, so as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, and gratitude in your heart to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Praise God. Whatever we do, washing the car, going to grocery shopping, Whatever we do, bring glory to God. Give thanks to God. Bring it all to God. Let the peace of God. You see, when you denounce sin and you promote righteousness, you see, when you denounce the sin, you don't just denounce sin. I'm saying, I'm not going to sin, I'm not going to sin, I'm not going to sin, I'm not going to sin. Because guess what? When you keep saying, I'm not, you find yourself, you are sinning. But when you say, I'm not going to sin, but I'm going to put righteousness in my heart. But you see, when you get rid of anger, when you get rid of the filthy language, and you put compassion and kindness in your heart, it brings a peace that nobody can give you. You are It's manufactured in your heart by the power of God. When you say no to sin and yes to God, He brings down a peace deep within us. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Be thankful. I cannot express that. Be thankful enough. Thank God that we made 2021. That we have made it through it. 2022 is before us. And we must take the spirit of thanksgiving and, and go for it. You see, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And since the members of one body, you're in the body of Christ, we are one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word dwell. It takes reading the word. Bible apps on your phone, we'll read it to you. Meditate on it. This next week, we're going to take this chapter that we're preaching today, and we're going to parcel it down, two or three verses every day. Pray over those verses. Pray them into our life. And, and become the child of God that God wants us for this next year. That we'll be prepared for whatever happens this next year. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach you and admonish you one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms. Oh my goodness. The worship team. It's so vital. It's so vital that you spend time hearing God's word being sung to you. The principles of God being sung to you whether it's on the radio or whether you have it on your phone, the Word of God, lifting up the name of Jesus. Lifting up the name of Jesus. And it's so important that, that you just allow that to surround your home, your life. There's so much technology now. There's so many different ways that you can put music around yourself. 
I just encourage you to keep music flowing because there's hymns, spiritual songs, and gratitude in your heart to God. You can sing in the presence of God, and he can give you a song of your heart. Singing is healing. It's therapy to the mind, the soul, the body. It's so important. It's so very, very important to sing in gratitude in your heart to God. You see, it's all about giving God praise, being grateful for the presence of God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, in word or deed, action, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. And now we get into a very touchy situation here on verse 18. It says, wives, submit to your husbands as fitting to the Lord. And husband, if you read that verse and walk out of the kitchen, you deserve to have a rolling pin thrown at you and three pots and pans. Okay? Because that's not the end of the story. That's just the beginning of the concept of married life. Wives, submit to your husbands as fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will come, become discouraged. If the wife will love the husband, and the husband, if, if the wife will respect the husband, the husband will love the wife, and if the husband loves the wife, she will respect the husband. It's the love and respect concept that God tells us that is to be involved in and it's so important and we have the principles here of, of home life having a meal together every day is the ultimate experience of sharing around the table that is absolutely monumental for the Christian home to have a meal together every day where you share the day Children, obey your parents and everything, for this pleases the Lord. Obedience. We are all children of God. And God calls us to be obedient. God calls us to get involved in obedience to Him. And it's so important that we recognize the fact that it is obedience to the Lord. Our next slide, I want to emphasize, it says to put on, having put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Verse 10, it says that put on, put on. And so it's that process of, of putting on the things of God, putting on the, the concept of submitting uh, to your husband, the concept of, of loving your wife, the concept of bringing the children into obedience to God and in obedience to your commands is so important. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eyes are on you and win their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence to the Lord. Whatever you do, work as if it's all your heart. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Whatever you do, work with it, work at all your heart as working to the Lord, not man. Working as unto the Lord, not man. Working as unto the Lord. Everything, anything, all the time, on the clock, off the clock, being a blessing to your company, being a blessing to the mankind that's working next to you at the job, 
It is all about working as unto the Lord. Now, you get a paycheck from your employer because you, you go to work and you, you know, punch the time clock, you, you check in on the computer, they know you're there, and you get a paycheck for that. And many people, as you know, will spend time shopping for their own personal activities on the time when they're supposed to be working. You're stealing from the company and you're not working as under God. We must work, everything we do, must, we must work as unto the Lord. How many times you've heard it said, well, that's good enough government work. In other words, if we just get the job done. No, God wants us to get the job done and a little extra. God wants it done as best as we can do and, and even better. He wants that second effort. He, he wants us to do it as unto him. I mean, after all, he is watching and he's keeping track and he will reward you. That is the beauty of working for the Lord. When you do it as unto the Lord, God supersedes all the things that happen on this earth. And yes, you will get flack from other employees because they want to take a 30-minute break when they're only supposed to have a 20-minute break. And when you go back to work, they're going to be chiding you. But guess what? You're going to have the blessings of God waiting for you in heaven and on this earth as you work unto the Lord. Know that you have the blessings of God. So whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. God has a reward for those who are faithful to work unto him. And don't cheat the employer. You say, well, he don't treat me very good. Give it up to God. Give it up to God. And allow the Holy Spirit to work through that. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for his wrong. And there's no favoritism. God has accountability. And those who do things out of order, those who do things that are wrong, God holds them accountable. God will hold us accountable as we have had these many days of this life that we're living, as we give him honor and glory and through every day. He will hold us accountable. And at the end, there will be that time of rewards in heaven. And when we get accolades thrown at our feet here on this earth, it pretty much dwindles down to where that accolade won't be there at heaven. Because if you get your reward here, what's heaven going to be like? And so just know that if you don't get rewarded here for things you've done that are right and good, there's a storehouse in heaven waiting for you. That God's blessings, he will always, always bring the inheritance to you. He will always honor your work. As you honor him, he will honor you. As you honor God, he will honor you. He will lift you up. He will encourage you as you get involved in doing the righteous thing, the thing that is right standing with God. As you read the word, as you pray, and as you allow the Holy Spirit to help you to be the very best employee on the job, where you go the extra mile, walking in, you pick up trash in the parking lot. Oh, pastor, come on. I'm telling you, when we do things that go beyond our pay scale, if you would, God blesses and empowers. And I want to encourage you to let God bless you in your daily walk with God. Because as you do, you can say, God, thank you for giving me the ability to step over there and pick up that piece of trash. 
God, thank you that my back is not totally messed up, that I can do that. God, thank you that, that, that you have allowed me to be a vessel of honor today. I'm bringing you honor, God, and you honoring me because I am doing the right thing. God, help me to do the right thing in 2022. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that we can put to death the sins of the old nature. We can put to death uncleanliness and evil desires and covetousness. God, those things can be put to death as you were put to death on the cross. You paid the price for those sins. And so, God, we die with you that we might be resurrected with you as well. And, God, we put off anger. We put off malice and blasphemy and filthy language. Lord, keep us from evil. May we not be involved in finding ourselves on the Internet, picking up stuff that is not bringing uh, comfort to the Christian. But it's the opposite direction, letting the carnal flesh run through that Internet programming, the Lord, that does not bring glory and honor to God, but, but brings glory and honor to the flesh. Lord, help us to put all that stuff off in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Lord, help us to put on the new man that is renewed in the knowledge in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we're renewed in him, that he is the one who empowers us to say no to sin and yes to the things of God. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would divinely come into the home of those viewing today and bring healing to those who desperately need a healing touch today. And Lord, I pray I thank you, Lord, for those who have been faithful throughout the years, Lord, of tithing and reading their Bible and praying. And God, I pray that you would just encourage their hearts, Lord, that you've not forgotten them, but you have kept track of every tear that's ever been given up in times of prayer for family members to be saved, for healings to come. God, you are the God who brings comfort and peace in the time of turmoil and war. God, only you can bring peace to the human heart. And today, Lord, I offer up everyone who hears this message today, Lord, peace in their inner heart coming from the throne room of God. Lord, that as we do our part to live our life in the authority of God's word and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, Lord, you will equip us to love others and that hatred will be replaced by love and compassion and kindness and gentleness because you give us the ability to forgive those who have trespassed against us. And Lord Jesus, we forgive those. We walk through a spirit of forgiveness, Lord, to those who have done things that are wrong and evil. And Lord, may we not hold resentment against them, but may we respond in a love and a compassion. Lord Jesus, thank you for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that you're working in our lives this moment, this day. We give you the praise and the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. As we uh, go into this week of prayer, I remind you emails will be coming with scripture verse, and it's going to be uh, this sermon uh, strung out over the week on prayer points and be praying that God would just put this word into our spirit that we would start a brand new year in the presence of God Almighty, that his healing power would work and be, be awesomely uh, effective in our lives this, this coming year. God bless you. Have a great day. The altars are